Wow, I think the, 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 the entrepreneurs have to be resilient. They have yes. to be able to take the punch and get, get up, no? because you will yeah. receive a lot of punch. No? And yeah. the ability to, to, to take risk and be optimistic yeah. and also be flexible to change your idea. No? Absolutely. Entrepreneurs become stubborn and then they fail. Yes. No? Or yes. they, they get intimidated by the competence, but at the end, by yeah. the competition. But at the end, yeah. if you execute, I think if you execute properly, you, you succeed. So yeah, I think it's, at the end is that the resilience, the optimism, and you have to be dynamic and flexible, but also you know smart enough to, to realize when you are getting all wrong, right? To yeah. switch because you will have to switch or change things. Hello, dreamers and action takers! Welcome to another episode of the Want Money Got Money podcast. I'm your host Sam Kamani, and my guest today is Gabriel Zanko. He is the founder of Mobile Your Life and Urano Capital. He has an immense amount of experience working with and raising capital for startups. He's originally from Venezuela, but he has lived in lots of countries around the world and he continues to work with startups and innovative companies from North America and Europe. So yeah, let's get into it. Gabriel, it's great to have you on the show. I've been uh, researching about what you do and all your different companies and your ventures. So I'm very keen to find out what you are doing these days and how you got there. Yeah, no, definitely, man. It's been quite a journey, but thank you for having me in your podcast. Really, really cool that you approached me and always happy to talk, no? And yeah, in a nutshell, basically, I'm, I'm from Caracas, from Venezuela, and when I was was living in Caracas, I, I went the, let's say, the traditional path, and I studied finance, accounting, and it got into a corporate job, and was working in PricewaterhouseCoopers, so very into corporate, and then I went to Nokia, Siemens, and I was very into that, and I was, let me continue working on this, trying to get a good promotion, and then do do a master, but all, I always wanted to be, on the other hand, I wanted to be free, you know, I really like the freedom, I, I like to travel. And, and to be honest, before I went to college, I, I wanted to be a musician because it, for me, it was like the perfect way to travel, to meet people, to meet girls. I was like, that's the profession. And I played the piano and, and I had really enjoyed it with my friends. No? So that was like my main objective. But then it went sideways. I, I kept music on the side and I studied finance, and accounting and all that. But I always wanted to be independent. No? So... I think I started doing many uh, entrepreneurial tries since I was 16, like selling tickets on the stadium. And then I love to sell all the time. I was good at selling. I was good at convincing people. So I was, okay, let me try to figure out some business. And long short enough, I developed a, a great network on LinkedIn and, and people. And I start connecting people. No, I, I figure yeah. out, let me try to find a way to, to connect and monetize my network in some capacity. And that's when I opened my company, the first one, which is Mobile Your Life, which mm -hmm. is right now an investment banking company. And we connect yeah. investors to technology, basically. No? And we started doing it with AI, with fintech, yes. then with the blockchain. It, it came the ICO boom. And for me, it was insane. It was amazing because it started so many deals and so many people investing so fast and having the exit of the token very quickly, like, Direct, it's like you invest in a startup and then you got the IPO in two weeks no? and, and yes. you got the return. Like, But it all, of course, it was a bubble. But all that process, I learned a lot. And, and the good thing is that, yeah, we managed to raise, I managed to raise 
for a few companies and that was successful and I continue that procedure in other sectors, not only blockchain. I also start doing a lot of renewable energy, which is a huge focus yeah. for me right now. I really pay attention to, to the innovation in that side. And that's how I got started the whole stuff. It got serious, right? At the beginning, I, I still was having my own job and doing this. And then let me set up the company. Uh, I was in Colombia when all this started. I'm still in Colombia, in, in Bogota. And, and that's when everything started growing. I started traveling and started researching more on the topics. And I went to the conference and speaking. And, and, and also we start uh, writing some research papers on our companies or the technologies we were getting involved. So yeah, it's been a journey. I think already four years and a half on this. And it hasn't been easy, of course, with the pandemic and the last year and the crypto winter, everything was quite challenging, but yeah. I think we managed to, to go out. No? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you also were active in the 2017-2018 boom <laughs> Yes, exactly. I caught the wave literally, and, and people were the, the deals were approaching me. Do you want to join us as an advisor on the company? Can I help help us in the yes. tokenomics in the financial side? But also, if you have connections to bring capital, that could be also a good idea. And I thought, yeah, maybe let's try that. No, and, and yeah. I start raising for companies in a very fast manner, and it was funny because, for example, I like a, a company in Germany that was yes. the first company I raised. And I remember I called the CEO like on Thursday and I told, told him, hey, I want to help you in your company. Can I join, you know, as an advisor? And he told me, yeah, no problem. But uh, the, the sales ends on Sunday. So if you have an investor before Sunday, great. And I managed to find the, and I managed to find the investor in 24 hours and the guy put the money on Saturday and we yes. closed the deal. And I was like, wow, this is, it. You know, this is my destiny. I need to work on this. <laughs> Oh, it's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And that was kind of like the first client. And I was so excited. And, you know, I think I got something here to, yes. to explode. No? Yeah, yeah. So what happened? Is the token still in existence? Is the company still in existence? Yeah. Many of the companies I raised, I could say, uh, it still exists. They have the but product, but some of them, they're not. Some of them, they closed. They didn't succeed in building the product. And that was the big, yes. I would say, the big in that time. No, many a lot of money that was raised, but no product at the end. Yes. But yeah, but so that gave are... you a glimpse, that yes. gave you a glimpse of the, how the technology will evolve because you saw yes. the speed and you, you realized this, this is a new way of to raise things. for a company and yes. the liquidity for the token. That was fascinating. Although, yeah, 90% of the projects failed no, back then. Yeah, it's like for us, just talking about stuff like there are lots of altcoins, which are just like shitcoins. There is no utility. Yes. So that's why for not. us, we want to build uh, the product and the use case before we build our token. Are we doing the right thing or are we doing the wrong thing? I don't know. <laughs> Should we just yeah. focus on building the token first and the product second? I don't know. What would you, if it was you, what would you do? Wow, that's a great question. I, I would say, obviously, I see blockchain and this technology as a tool, as a bridge that enables you to, to build on top. No? Yes. So if you are in the concept idea, I think right now in these days, it's very hard to raise money because it, it wasn't like three, four years ago. So I would yes. say it's way better if the company has already the product. You even have users. That- oh, we have users in 27 countries. A lot in Latin America, actually. Definitely would make sense to build a token that uh, has sense, mm-hmm. no? has utility, yes. as you say. 
and has yeah. a usage. No? If you have users and demand, proper goal, it makes sense to do it. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. now, I would say. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's um, good to know. Yes. So currently you are looking into renewable energy and, and those sort of projects? Yes, definitely. So we start also switching because also that, that was because of the, that was the beauty of the blockchain that brought many smart people into one space. Exactly. Capital. Yes. But they also failed to raise through those vehicles because it came to the winter. It was only speculation and yes. many of the interesting people couldn't raise money, but they preferred to raise on the traditional side. Yes. So I thought to myself, I could raise on, on these channels. Let me try to work with these guys, yes. these scientists in the traditional way, like a proper broker, you know, yes. agreement. And so I started doing that you know, and also doing on both sides. You know? So it's interesting how I obviously still pay attention to blockchain, but also pay attention to the traditional, not traditional, I mean, innovation, but through traditional channels. You know? So yeah. I still... So that's when I start doing solar or wind or even there is innovation in nuclear. That is very interesting. And, and yes. the thing with this, this innovation is very expensive to fund. They need 50 million, 100 yes. million, up to more. But it's exciting now with the DeFi boom and all that is happening. You can tap into these channels. Yes. And it's a capital that could help these, these type of people. No? So I think it's exciting times right now. Despite Absolutely. the bubble. Absolutely. And, and despite the speculation that still exist oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely makes so much sense yeah so you have you'd have worked with so many different entrepreneurs over the last five six years what do you yeah. think are the key sort of quality as the winning entrepreneur compared to someone who will become mediocre yes you mean the main the main characteristic yeah yeah Wow, I think the, the, the entrepreneur have to be resilient. They have yes. to be able to take the punch and get, get up, no? because you will yeah. receive a lot of punch. No? And yeah. the ability to, to, to take risk and be optimistic yeah. and also be flexible to change your idea. No? Because Absolutely. Entrepreneurs become stubborn and then they fail. Yes. No? Or yes. they, they get intimidated by the competence, but at the end, by yeah. the competition. But at the end, yeah. if you execute, I think if you execute properly, you, you succeed. So yeah, I think it's at the end is that the resilience, the optimism, and you have to be dynamic and flexible, but also you know smart enough to, to realize when you are getting all wrong, right? To yeah. switch because you will have to switch or change things. Yeah, hundred percent. So the other thing is that you have a lot of the audience for this podcast is early stage entrepreneurs and some looking for funding and hence the title of the podcast as well, because a lot of VCs and founders are always looking for money. VCs are looking from LPs and founders are looking from yeah. VCs and you, you have achieved quite a bit of success in raising funding. It's what do you see? Are the, the key sort of mistakes people make when they are trying to raise money? Some of the mistakes could be uh, interesting. A good question. I would say sometimes they, don't, they haven't developed the proper plan, the proper product, the proper you know, yes. strategy, the roadmap. So they go racing on full mode when they, when they have nothing. So that's very, very likely that you will fail in getting the yeah. capital. No, no, no. Yeah. And, uh, and what you're trying to achieve. You know? But on the other hand, I think it's the best time to raise capital, I would say. You know? yeah, yeah, Because there, there is a lot of a smart capital trying to deploy, to be deployed around the planet. It's easier to get connected. And now, again, with the DeFi tools that you have right now, for example, I think, wow, that's a very interesting yes. way to, to raise money. 
So yeah. definitely, yeah. I would say, yeah. The main mistakes is that, that they don't have a proper plan. Yeah. They go and... Yeah, very, very good advice, I would say. The other question I have is in the blockchain and the fintech field, what do you see as happening in the next five years? Where do you see it go, all going? Wow. Este, yeah, so I, we're in a transition right now, even in the planet, the whole the, the financial system is on a transition. Now you see governments, whether developing the central bank, digital currencies yes. or or taking Bitcoin as a reserve currency. So yes. there is a, like El Salvador, for sure. Yeah, so the new... absolutely. So there is a huge transition. So what I see right now is uh, obviously the cashless societies we talk that will yes. for sure happen. Cash is going to disappear. And also the reserve currencies of some nations, it will start be examples like Bitcoin. That could be yes. or other coin. People will start building on top of the protocol and create solutions yes. uh, that, that, that at the end are more accessible to people. So yeah. stable coins, the crypto token, no surprise, will be more of that in the next five years, but more in an institutional and also the government level. So yeah, That's exciting. I think that's very exciting. Yeah. In fact, we are planning to start a Twitch channel for our product. Our product is called Insider. And uh-huh. so we will have one week, we will have our Twitch episode in Espanol and one week in English. Ah, and so we'd love well, to invite yeah. you for, for one of those Sounds episodes good. because we have lot of, lots of users and lots of people interested in Latin America in our product. So we are just waiting, oh, we are course. just w- working on improving the, have more internalization. So basically have more languages, have, have Brazilian Portuguese and have, have Spanish. So we do see our product growing more in, in those users as well and also when i did run a esports company a third of our users were from mm-hmm. latin america we had about 300,000 users in the previous product that that did get acquired wow. so yeah it's definitely i just see so much so much interest especially from countries which have suffered a lot of inflation in in the past and yeah and we have a couple of our team members based in argentina and argentina has often had mm-hmm. issues with inflation in the last 20 30 years or so and and as a lot of um, the supply of some of the coins are limited so it's not inflationary in the same (laughs) way so i can see that definitely people would prefer it over some of their own local currencies and and also sending money back from developed countries to to latin america or india definitely yeah yeah Yeah, same case with my country in venezuela and also here in colombia most of the people don't have even bank accounts because it's very expensive to, to maintain and people just earn money for the day and they yes. don't even use the financial products like in countries like US or Germany or Norway. Yes. And we're talking about millions of people. They don't have financial products. So imagine how you can open a whole new spectrum of opportunities for them with decentralized finance, DeFi, uh, stable yes. coins, or they're yes. using the remittance market to, to send money from the yes. US to, let's say, Colombia. Yes. Uh, the other thing I see is the transition of the energy. I'm for sure the conversation right now with the Bitcoin yes. that consumes too much electricity yes. and trying to, to do the mining in a green way with renewable sources mm-hmm. uh, could help both the Bitcoin network, but also Bitcoin could be a, like a vehicle to push more renewable energy usage. And, yeah. and obviously the Elon Musk tweets has created a lot of controversy yes. the last few months, no? 
Absolutely. Yeah. The thing is that there is nothing to say that just how Bitcoin is going to adopt Taproot in November. So just like that, there is nothing to say that it could not become more and more energy efficient in coming right. years. And not only Bitcoin, but a lot more coins just wants to right. go on the um, proof of stake side and, and allow a lot more transactions. And, and there's so many interesting projects all around the world. I, I don't know yeah. who's going to win in five years time it's so hard to tell even five months from now <laughs> that's no but yeah even the, next week yeah. <laughs> next week guy we don't know <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen next week. yeah no, yeah maybe definitely. yeah maybe you'll hear about our product next week <laughs> no i'm just kidding. no um, yeah yeah but, but yeah. when you when you see bitcoin already almost more than 10 years probably will be around hopefully yeah. another 10 years no yeah yeah it's, absolutely it's very resilient at least yeah yeah because it is how everything a lot of currencies either peg to us dollar or get converted to us and that's how in most of a lot of the other coins you need bitcoin and then you can you have bitcoin and you can buy you cannot directly mm-hmm. buy a lot of the other coins but one thing i do uh, find interesting is the whole the defi side of things and the uniswap and the yeah. pancake swap and all that and and that kind of you don't even need bitcoin in a way you could just swap different altcoins right. and that that's something i find really interesting you're right uniswap is one of my favorites not the thing of the automated market maker the decentralized liquidity yes. exchange and how they transact i think is very interesting but on the other hand i still have a huge fan of bitcoin i think yes. even without bitcoin the whole ecosystem wouldn't exist as today yes and I, and also I read, I've been researching also DeFi on, on top of Bitcoin could be also very interesting. We see it Absolutely. mostly right now built on Ethereum. Yes. Uh, but I think the beauty of Bitcoin with the monetary policy is scarce, is transparent, the procedure of halving and how it release the Bitcoin. It could create very interesting opportunities on top of the protocol to the scale. So I think, yeah, we need to pay attention to that still. Yeah. Uh, no? We are still researching on which is the best sort of network or blockchain to build our token on top of. Um, It is purely a utility token. It is not. It is because we wanted to open up the knowledge side of things on the finance. So basically people can exchange knowledge and pay each other in in tokens and utility and start their own sort of tournaments, competitions on our platform where they can invite their friends and they can compete and against each other and see who gets the most things right or learn from each other and stuff that's what our plan is but we've been thinking about should we use the ethereum base but then the gas fees is quite high should we use binance based or that blockchain like bep20 or yeah so just have been thinking around and if you were building a utility token what would you advise people to yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually building also a protocol right now. And I was oh, doing the same God. research, the same yes. questions. And <laughs> obviously, yeah, yeah, the same. But obviously, if you're like the most popular where most of the users are, yes. you are right. The, the gas fee is expensive. Let's see how it goes, the transition to Ethereum 2.0. No, not the Ethereum yeah. 2.0. And how is they will succeed or not. I think they will succeed. But you have the Binance chain and all yes. other, other blockchains like even yes. Solana. Solana is interesting. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And it's faster, I think. Now, I think the main key right now and the main race is how the blockchains become faster, how you can scale your product and your users. Yes. Uh, 
uh, that's the main thing because even if you let's say you grow a lot your product let's say but the blockchain you are on top is not scaling then you yes. could stagnate you know that could be the risk on ethereum for example yeah or other ones so i would say right now be flexible enough to be able to build the protocol on several blockchains so people can navigate the token on several blockchains until you find out the best you know, whether it's tron solana or ethereum at the moment and then binance you know, because i think Yes. The way more the, the more you offer, I think, uh, the more options you have. You diversify the risk. I would say. Yes. But I really like Solana, no? Okay. Also. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll have a look in um Solana as well. Yeah, it is it is one of the projects we are looking and following as well. There's another one in New Zealand. Polkadot. Yeah, well. Polkadot, Polkadot and Cardano. The Cardano, the, yeah, Cardano and Polkadot, <laughs> which are like offshoots of Ethereum. Yes, yeah, too, too sunny. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. But I think if you are clear on your product and yes, your token has a real value and is backed, yes, let's say like a die, like a stable coin backed by Bitcoin and Ethereum, and a, yes, I think it will succeed, doesn't matter which platform which, you use, no? yeah. which layer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very reassuring. We also have a couple of advisors here helping us on the other implications, the legal and the taxation yes. and all those side of things. And and if we do a token, do we have to do AML KYC and things like that? Yeah, that's a completely different. We'll have to invite you on our Twitch channel to talk about all the blockchain yes. and the crypto stuff. But uh, yeah, so we're we're like regarding your own personal things like mobile, your life, and and all those things. Where do you see um, it going, or where? do you see yourself in the next few years no interesting so yeah with mobile your life uh, we are as i uh, the main task has been raising capital we also published some research papers and we have also building a few products right now investment products for for our clients for the investors on the other hand we're also building a fund which is called urano urano capital we should be soon in Liechtenstein, and that will help us raise LP money to invest in, in, in the same companies we're helping by seeing and bringing the money. Yes. And on top of that, we want to, as I was telling you, building a protocol to, to, to enjoy, uh, in a way, all this DeFi revolution yeah. and connected to our activities. I think that's interesting. And also offer that to the normal people that they don't have access to the technology or the deals or what is happening, at least yeah. to open a financial product to them. Yeah, you know, because at the end of that thing, especially let's say Latin America. You know? So I think yes. in those lines and, and with the energy, I think renewable energy is huge as well. Yeah. So uh, exciting times, I think. Oh, absolutely. Is there a um, book you are reading right now? A book? I'm, yes, of yeah. course. I'm reading, I'm reading uh, a few books. So yes. One of them is from Nassim Taleb, maybe. Uh, yes, I've heard of his author. name. Yes. Yeah, and, and reading anti-fragile. Uh, yeah. Great book after pandemic. You know, it's a book you need to read because uh, it helps you to benefit from chaos and disorders. He, he, yes. he tells how to how to get benefit from disorder and chaos, how to take advantage of, of situations like the black swans when the, you yeah. don't know what are going to happen. Exactly. Predict them, yeah. But how you can benefit. He, he speaks about uh, don't get caught up too much on predicting the black swan yes. instead let's try to build you in a very resilient but not resilient anti-fragile he calls yeah. in order to benefit from those disasters like covid for example that yes caught up everyone you know by surprise 
So yeah. he's he's a, a guy I really enjoy, and also in reading a lot of classics, classic books. And for example, I bought the Christopher Columbus diaries when he was traveling oh, to okay. and he met the new world. Yes, yes. exciting stuff. What he, how he described the new world and when he got to the islands, and it's so funny. It's very interesting. Yeah, how, the first, how he writes yeah. the whole experience. I read a lot of classics and and so the diaries and those have some diaries of Napoleon, all these guys that really did something interesting and you know yeah. in their times, no? Yeah, you can they apply were the, it to your technology right now. Absolutely. They were the pioneers in a way, just like how you are a pioneer yeah. right now in the blockchain yeah. and the energy space. So yeah, it's I can see the connection. Yeah, yeah, and you see some characteristics. Like for example, the guys risk a lot, way more than they were in that time. Christopher Columbus, that yes. guy was crazy. Let's go to. But they also got insider information. Oh, he didn't yes. travel in just let's go. He he got some information and he yeah. knew that something was going to be in that area. He yeah. got the funding, like an entrepreneur, he got the funding for the kings and and went to the quest. Yeah. So it, it really inspires you to see how these guys. Yeah, thought and they wrote this. Let Let me recommend a, a book to you that I think you'd really yeah. enjoy. It's called um, "Ascent of Money." Okay. So it's the story. Yeah. So it's the story of money, pretty much, from back in the days and how even in the Civil War, what role money played, because there were two competing currencies: the silverback yeah. of the South and yeah. the greenback of the North. And then how it was the story of money and how so many interesting things right from Florence and, and all the warring cities in, in Italy and how they used money and everything like and how what was his name? Wellington uh, sponsored his troops against Napoleon and the Rothschild and every it's amazing account of history. Oh, great. Uh, and, yeah, and I love history. Yeah. I love history. Yeah, so about history and what role people don't see, what role, how do wars get financed and what role money played and how some money survived and some money died. Because every hundred years, like the pretty much the reserve currency of the world changes. It's It used to be the Spanish when the Spanish, also same from the story on how when the Spanish went to and got all the silver from the Inca and they pumped so much silver that yes. it, their um, kingdom suffered because the price of silver went down because of inflation because now silver was worth and it took 100 years for silver to recover or something because they just pumped so much from the Incas. But it's very interesting, very interesting. And who's the author of the book? By who? Oh, I will have to. Well, you'll send to Neil me. something. Yeah, I'll send to you. I'll send to you. And yeah, it's very interesting book. But it's okay. it was written around 2008 2009 so it finishes with all the housing bubble and the global mm-hmm. oh um, yeah financial crisis in the recession and so it does not have anything after that that's when all the blockchain and the digital currency started on the crypto revolution started. started yeah so it, it true yeah but having said all this my one of my final question is that if you had to start all over again so you have all the knowledge but you're just out of um, Venezuela, you're in US or somewhere or Europe, you have the knowledge, but starting from zero, what would you do? I wouldn't be doing this. (laughs) Too too much stress. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be, I would be doing, no, no, just kidding. No, I would say, and I can say that is like, stick to your plan and don't listen too much to the people or that doesn't resonate, that don't resonate with your plan or your strategy or your vision. Because sometimes, 
we got caught up on the opinions on others and they'll say you shouldn't be doing this no that's not the market trend no forget this and you oh yeah i have to switch i have to i would say stick to your be open to suggestions but don't lose your the faith on your project on your idea because even if you fail you learn a lot in the procedure and you have fun as well yeah in the whole roadmap because after what we experienced with the pandemic you realize wow you also want to be you want to be alive you want to be happy and you want to enjoy even if you fail exactly. even if your idea is not the best just go and build it i think you should try yeah don't, don't, don't listen to non-sayer yeah <laughs> i know oh such such good advice for any new tech founder entrepreneur listening to this final question are you looking for anything how can any listener reach out to you so if you are looking for i don't know team members deal oh, flow yes. lps anything feel free to... yeah you can reach me on linkedin and gabriel says feel free to reach me or on my website mobileyourlife.com you can reach out to me on the contact side and and yeah if, uh, i need a lot of help many sides deal flow in renewal energy and deep tech yes. please send to me or if you you are good in tech and writing and, and good in analyzing the deal flow also it's helpful yeah. for me investors lps glad to show my ideas term sheets yes. so yeah that is look that is absolutely fantastic what i'll do is i'll put all the the links to you and everything we have talked about in underneath the show notes everywhere this goes and then i'll spread it out on all my networks awesome. and everything so it's Please. it's an yeah it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and no pleasure talking to you sam thank you for inviting me and good luck in your projects and you see and i hope to meet you man one day there absolutely you. absolutely that that's great thank you awesome thank you much Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Want Money, Got Money with Sam Kamani. Hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable insights that would help you in your startup or your business. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate this show on your favorite platform. It would be extremely helpful and I just cannot tell you how much I would appreciate that.